quarantine to my Locked On Cardinals bubble. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock. We have a lot to get to on this Wednesday edition of the show. Who is the Arizona Cardinals' worst free agent signing in the last five years? Who is their best free agent signing in the last five years? ESPN.com, they compiled their list of all 32 teams. I'll tell you who Josh Weinfuss had for the Cardinals. Do I agree? Do I disagree with it? I actually disagree with their best signing in the last five years. Actually, I, I really disagree with it. Also, coming up in this episode, we'll get into next week's free agency who should be some of the key targets for the Arizona Cardinals? Is the Cardinals solution at wide receiver another team star who is wearing a Cardinals t-shirt on Instagram? That's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. What a time to be alive. Yes, Minnesota Vikings star wide receiver Stephon Diggs was wearing an Arizona Cardinals long sleeve t-shirt as he worked out for his over 770,000 Instagram followers the other day, creating, oh, quite... A bit of speculation. Yes, we might die from speculation. Diggs told reporters in October he was frustrated with the Vikings for not winning enough. The team then went on a run without Adam Thielen and Diggs leading the charge as the deep threat for Minnesota. NFL Network reported in October that the teams were calling the Vikings, quote, like crazy, according to Indian Rappaport, but the team had no intention to trade him. The 26-year-old makes $14 million a year and led the Vikings with over 1,100 yards receiving and six touchdowns last season. Both would have easily led the Arizona Cardinals' wideouts room. Larry Fitzgerald led the Cardinals with 804 yards receiving on 75 catches. He had four touchdowns. Christian Kirk, he played in 13 games. He was second with 709 yards receiving and three touchdowns. And then David Johnson, a running back, was third on the Cardinals in receiving with 370 yards and four scores. The Cardinals selected three wideouts in the 2019 NFL Draft. And Andy Isabella, the highest wide receiver selected, led the trio in receiving with 189 yards receiving and a touchdown. Keyshawn Johnson was just a couple yards shy of the rookie lead with 187 yards and a touchdown. Hakeem Butler, of course, did not suit up due to a hand injury he suffered in the preseason. The Cardinals absolutely need help at the position. And Diggs, no doubt about it, he's a game-breaker, big-time playmaker. 2019 was his finest season despite getting off to a slow start in a run-first offense for Minnesota, but then finding his way the rest of the season. Diggs in his five seasons removed from being drafted in the fifth round of the 2015 NFL Draft from the University of Maryland. He has 365 career catches for 4,600 yards and 30 career touchdowns. Despite being inked through the 2023 season, there's been growing rumblings that Diggs' future with the Vikings could be in doubt. Recently, he scrubbed his social media of all Vikings content, a popular sign of organizational unhappiness with athletes. Then on Monday, coming off a strong year, as we mentioned, the career-high 1,130 yards receiving, he tweeted, quote, I know my worth. It turns out Diggs was getting started with fueling the trade rumors because yesterday the Vikings receiver posted the workout video while wearing the Cardinals shirt. Not exactly subtle. The Vikings are not due to pay Diggs the final $5 million of his $15 million signing bonus until Sunday, right before the new league year begins. And despite all the drama, the Vikings control quite a bit of leverage there with the money that's due. 
Would the Cardinals want to deal with the embattled wide receiver? What would make him happen in Arizona? Maybe catching passes from Kyler Murray, playing alongside Larry Fitzgerald. Both play similar positions, the slot wide receiver spot. What would it cost Steve Kime, though? Would it be very expensive to take the big risk for a pretty high reward in bringing in a talent like Diggs? Antonio Brown, last offseason, was traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders in exchange for a third and fifth round pick. According to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com, the Arizona Cardinals, they're set with their six picks in April's draft, including the eighth overall, without one fifth round pick, and they own the New England Patriots' sixth round pick. But we've also seen star wide receivers go for as high as a first round pick in a midseason deal. The Oakland Raiders dealt Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a first round pick. That might be too pricey for the Arizona Cardinals who hold the 8th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Acquiring Diggs would be a high risk for Steve Kime, but it might be worth it as the wideout is at an affordable price. And if the compensation is similar to Antonio Brown's, the Arizona Cardinals could certainly afford it as far as draft assets going. Draft assets. And despite Larry Fitzgerald defying odds and still playing at a high level at his age, entering his 17th season, Diggs would certainly give the Arizona Cardinals a legitimate number one wide receiver in the deep threat that they crave after Kyler Murray's NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year performance in 2019. And if the Arizona Cardinals are able to pull off a deal for Diggs before the NFL draft, they can utilize that eighth overall pick to address their ailing defense or help bolster their offensive line. I believe if Stephon Diggs is available for the right price, the Arizona Cardinals need to be aggressive in their pursuit of teaming him up with Kyler Murray, who we all know throws a pretty deep ball, and Diggs would complement Murray and be the perfect weapon as the proven commodity enters the prime of his NFL career. Coming up next, ESPN.com drops the ball as far as identifying the Cardinals' best free agent signing over the past five years and their worst free agent signing. I think they probably nailed on the head, but it's a... It's an it's a gimme. It's an easy one. I'll tell you what those are. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans. But you might not know that Lockdown Cardinals is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Cardinals fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives you the local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any other podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Cardinals fans, and predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team to achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777. That's 33777. Or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So I went home last night around 5 o'clock, sat down, plopped on the couch, only to get up a couple times to get myself some dinner, but watched college hoops the entire night. Started with the ACC tournament. Then I watched the WCC tournament, Pac-12 tournament, get its underway today. Uh, looking forward to the watching that. It's one of the best times of year if you're a huge sports fan like myself. And, uh, you, of course, you can keep up to date with all your favorite sports, all your favorite teams, 
tuning in to the Locked On Podcast Network. Just tell your smart device to tune in or to play Locked On Blank. And it should take you right there. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Rack. Follow my absentee co-host, Alex Clancy, as well, at Clancy's Corner. And follow the show at Locked On AZ Cards. So ESPN, I love that they really started doing this last year. Just churning out consistent content, interesting uh, list for each and every 32 NFL teams. Um, just, you know, different subjects. And they would have their local writers in each market uh, give their thoughts on it. And most recently was the best free agent signing and the worst free agent signing for the organization in the last five years. And uh, Josh Weinfuss, who I've confessed uh, and professed how much I enjoy Josh Weinfuss's writing, his coverage of the Cardinals for ESPN.com. I was able to uh, speak with him on a weekly basis while I was working for Fox Sports 910 for a couple of years and uh, really respect Weinfuss. But let me tell you this, as far as his addition, as far as the best free agent signing for the Arizona Cardinals in the last five years, uh, I just, I think, I think it was a reach. I think he was just trying to be too cute uh, in identifying this person, uh, the worst free agent signing, it's it was a slam dunk. I mean, we talk about college hoops. I mean, this was a just straightforward cherry pick, you know, outlet pass, clear path to the basket, slam dunk. The worst free agent signing for the Arizona Cardinals, maybe in the history of the franchise. And man, whew, they've had some bad ones. But Sam Bradford takes the cake uh, in the offseason of 2018. The Cardinals paid him just a little bit more than $15 million to pay th- play three games. It was, I mean, we talked about it, I think it was last week where it came out and it was uh, ESPN.com and Dan Graziano um, was part of the uh, reporters that broke this, that the Cardinals had offered Drew Brees during the same offseason, a uh, two-year $60 million deal to come leave the Saints and be the Cardinals quarterback and he he said no. He didn't even really entertain it, according to the story, uh, because that that was the Cardinals' plan, right? It, that's how like silly this was. Like at the, I mean, we had speculated for the entire 2017 season that this was going to be the end of an era, as far as you know, Carson Palmer and the quarterbacks in that room. It was Drew Stanton, and I think, oh my God, it was the Gab Man. Blaine Gabbert was there. He was like the greatest third string quarterback ever, according to Bruce Arians. It was the end of the Bruce Arians era. But we looked at this and we saw there's no there's no future plan for the quarterback position. They brought in Gabbert, and he was the same guy that every you know a couple other teams had figured out that Jacksonville and San Francisco had figured out. Um, and then you had you know Carson Palmer, who was near the end of his career, and he'd hung it up. Uh, following suit of his head coach Bruce Arians that off season, and the Cardinals were exactly where we had speculated they were going to be, and they were going to be without a plan, long term solution at quarterback, and um, that was their idea was to go pry Drew Brees away from the New Orleans Saints. I mean, it's look their hearts in the right place. I mean, Drew Brees has clearly played at, at a high level since then, continues to climb the NFL record books as far as passing. Um, but it was like you were going to go pry away, you know, just because he was a free agent. He, he was, quote, we'll throw the quotes up there, available, even though he really wasn't available. It's like just because the supermodel broke up with her, you know, Hollywood. Boyfriend doesn't mean she's going to come after schlubs like you and I. 
She might be available, right? She might not be any, you know, married or dating, you know, the the movie star good looks dude, but it doesn't mean schlubs like you and I get a chance at that. And at that point, that was the card the Cardinals were the equivalent of that. Uh Drew Brees was going to go, go back into the arms of Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. It was almost uh 99.9% chance of happening. So the Cardinals fallback plan was Sam Bradford and was it did indeed go down is in my opinion one of the worst signings in franchise history uh as far as their best free agent signing Weinfuss and I think he's kind of going on a limb I think he's just trying to be cute too cute AQ Shipley and AJ Shipley AQ Shipley has been one of those guys that uh and this is Weinfuss's words he's flown under the radar as most centers do, and when you don't hear this, the offensive linemen's names being called, it's usually a good thing. Um, he's been pretty steady outside of missing the 2018 season to after tearing his ACL, but he's played in 56 games before he earned the starting center position. He was kind of a Swiss Army knife across the line. Um, but as far as A.Q. Shipley's impact, and I know he has an impact as far as inside that locker room, a lot of respect of the Cardinals' uh players and coaches and you know scouts and front office types alike uh AQ Shipley in my opinion hasn't made enough impact to justify being the best free agent signing in the last 5 years and I know it's been slim pickings and there haven't necessarily been a lot of free agents that have you know given the Heisman to their former team and come to the desert to play for the Cardinals uh, because it's been rough since their 2015 NFC Championship appearance, um, and and they've had to pay a lot of their their big stars. But in my opinion, it's no doubt about it. The off season last year, where Steve Kime went went out and he got Jordan Hicks, the linebacker. He signed him to a, a thirty six million dollar deal, four year deal with twenty million guaranteed. Uh, you know, I think that that was their best signing the last couple of years. I know their defense. Struggled as a whole, as a as a complete unit, but Hicks and what Chandler Jones did last year and Buda Baker did uh, on a personal level, those guys were fantastic. And Jordan Hicks gets my nod for the Cardinals' best free agent acquisition in the last five years. Who should the Arizona Cardinals key in on come next week when free agency and the legal tampering period begins? Who should be coming to the desert via big free agent deal? We'll identify some of the big targets. That's coming up next on Bo Brock. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Not only do I believe that the Arizona Cardinals should be players for Stefan Diggs this offseason, try to trade for the wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings, you know, if the price is right, of course, but be aggressive with it. I mean, if it's Antonio Brown where you're giving up a third and a fifth round pick, I think that that certainly uh, would be worth it for the Arizona Cardinals to explore to team him up with Kyler Murray, have him a proven commodity, a guy who's gone over 1,000 yards receiving a couple of times in his NFL career, his five seasons out of Maryland. That would be huge. But also, let's not stop there. Maybe even in the draft, I Alabama corner Trayvon Diggs, who's the brother of Stephon Diggs, because I think he would be a great addition to the Cardinals' defensive secondary. I, I also recently saw, and you're listening to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bob Brock. Um, that in a recent mock draft, the Cardinals selected CeeDee Lamb over Jeffrey Okuda, the consensus top corner in this draft. And I, I think that would be absurd. A talent like Jeffrey Okuda. 
uh, would do far more for this Cardinals team than a speedy wide receiver like C.D. Lamb, in my opinion. And by the way, Kyler Murray was in attendance of C.D. Lamb's pro day at Oklahoma. So look, there's no smoke and fire here. Like it is a fact that Kyler Murray wants to reunite with his Oklahoma Sooners buddy. Um, I just think sometimes you have to do what's better for the team than what you know your star quarterback wants you to do. There, there are holes all up in this down this roster, and I think as far as the Cardinals and the draft are concerned, I think you still go with the best defensive player available. If a guy like Isaiah Simmons or Jeffrey Okuda or Derek Brown are available at eight, you make that selection. If not, neither of the three are there, you look to pretty much either acquire more assets or go with one of the offensive linemen that are available, and it's it's a very deep draft at the offensive line. I mean, we've mentioned it. Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, Makai Becton from Louisville, Dredrick Wills from Alabama, and Andrew Thomas uh, all there. I, don't, I think Thomas has kind of fallen out of favor. Probably don't go there. I mean, if, if one of the two top offensive linemen, and it, depending on who you follow and who you trust, uh, in my opinion, I would go Wirfs, I would go Becton, I would go Wills. If one of the top two are no longer available, uh, it means one of the defenders probably is available, depending on how many quarterbacks go. Um, then you can look at CeeDee Lamb. Then, you know, that's worst case scenario. But there are only so many picks. There's only seven picks ahead of the Cardinals, and there are going to be a couple quarterbacks in there. And the luxury of having your franchise signal caller, um, it, it will prove to be so valuable in getting an impact player at eighth overall in the 2020 NFL draft. So, Peter Schrager of NFL Network recently mentioned how hot of a destination Arizona could be this free agency. Uh, I also, you know, Schrager was echoing what I was saying. He probably didn't hear what I said, but we're saying the same things as far as the draft is concerned. And if he's right about Arizona being a top destination this free agency, I think the Arizona Cardinals need to be aggressive in that because you can get some players that are in their prime uh, that you can bring over. Um, that would be huge in you know playmakers for this organization that they've lacked. I mean, Steve Kime even said before the NFL scouting combine or during his time at the NFL scouting combine that there's no position on this roster that they don't need upgrades at. And I think that you know it might exclude the quarterback position, but you're looking maybe to upgrade your backup quarterback position. You know, Brett Hundley played fine backing up. Kyler Murray sparingly in 2019, and I think he fits that. If they bring him back, I won't have any issue with that. But there are some intriguing names. I've seen Marcus Mariota tied to the Arizona Cardinals, and as long as you're not breaking the bank or creating any kind of controversy, and you wouldn't be by bringing a guy in Mariota who's uh, since kind of slumped and and played his way out of QB1 status, um, if if, if pairings like the Bears don't happen – and you could bring him in on the right team-friendly deal. Absolutely, do that. But um, as far as who I'm looking at, you know, come you know, legal tampering and who the Cardinals should be targeting in free agency. There, there's a quartet of names, right? I, I, I think that linebacker Corey Littleton from the Los Angeles Rams would help the Arizona Cardinals and their struggles in covering the tight end position. He's one of the best cover tight ends in the NFL. And with the prospect of a guy like you know, Isaiah Simmons, the hybrid linebacker from Clemson going as high as four in the NFL draft, um, he's not going to be there for at eight. 
And if you can get a guy who's already, you know, proven himself in the NFL and in Littleton, you know, you couple him with Jordan Hicks, who I mentioned is, I think, is the Cardinals' best free agent signing in the last five years. I think you start to cook with a little bit of gas as far as your linebacking core, a position that has been pretty, uh, you know, it's been rough the last couple of years. You also look across from Chandler Jones. You look at the pass rush position. And the Cardinals, the last two seasons outside of Chandler Jones, uh, have struggled to get to the quarterback. It's it's Jones, who had 19 sacks last year, which was second in the NFL, only half off the lead from Shaq Barrett, who's available, but I think he's he played himself in a huge deal. Um, if they could get a guy like Bud Dupree or Matt Judon you know, from the Ravens, two guys who played in the AFC North who got to the quarterback around, you know, uh, what was it, Dupree 11 and a half times and, and Judon nine and a half times, that's enough production from your second pass rusher to where you're making things tough on the opposing offenses. One guy getting to the quarterback's fine. Like they, I think op- opposing teams last year were like, okay, Chandler Jones is going to eat. But as long as we can, you know, keep the other pass rushers at bay, then we'll be fine. Marcus Golden is a guy that you could potentially bring back. He rebounded after a couple tough years, thin years in, in the desert before going back and, and playing for the Giants and racking up a couple sacks. And I think that, yeah, you, you add to your pass rush this offseason, not in the form of what you tried last year because it didn't work, bringing in guys like Brooks Reed, uh, Cassius Marsh. You need a proven pass rusher to couple with Chandler Jones to really make an impact. Um, and then, you know, I, I think we, if you really truly are a free agent destination, if people really want to come and play with Kyler Murray, um, and, and uh, you know, despite seeing a bunch of people, Pro Football Focus, uh, a couple other sites that are saying that Robbie Anderson is the ideal player to target in free agency, um, because you you lack that deep threat, I, I just don't agree with that. I think Robbie Anderson is fine if you can get him in on the right deal, absolutely. But he's never had a thousand yards receiving. He is not a number one wide receiver. Uh, I would much rather have the Cardinals be aggressive for Stephon Diggs than go after that, or even you know, um, and then Anderson might be your, your fallback, but he shouldn't be your top free agent acquisition in an offseason where. You know, many pundits are calling you a hot destination where you could, if you show the right player the right money, you can get a huge impact player. And I think that's the top tight end in this group, and that's Austin Hooper. I think that needs to be the Arizona's top priority this offseason. We haven't seen, think about their tight end group becomes, it goes from very pedestrian and Max Williams, and it was Charles Clay and Dan Arnold last year, and it becomes a force. You know, then you have Max Williams who made you know a few plays for the Cardinals, and then you've got Austin Hooper who was you know statistically one of the best tight ends in the league. You know, there's it's it's Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, you know, one A, one B, and then a, a bunch of other guys. Um, Austin Hooper is is just in that second tier, and he would do wonders for this offense. I think it would give Kyler Murray that extra gear. I think it makes life easier for those wide receivers. And uh, th- that, I think, is the Cardinals' top guy. Even though I think that I, I would love to see them, uh, the-, the other three guys in this were defensive players. And then, of course, if they want to you know, tap into some of the free agent tackles, maybe look at trying to solidify the right side of that line after sharing up DJ Humphreys, then, yeah, absolutely do it. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Cardinals. I'm your host, Bob Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow me, or the show, on Twitter at Easy Cards. 
Alex will be with you guys tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Friday as we give a full free agent primer for you as we prepare for Monday. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Draft Dudes. Have a great day. See you guys on Friday. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.